Yes. I would like to continue uh, with the idea of learning Yisrael V'Sharish V'Avoidah. We did it during Elul, if you remember. It was beautiful. I really enjoyed it. We learned different parishes, different sugyas in Yisrael V'Sharish V'Avoidah. So what I'm going to do is I'm not going to go Kaseda through the Sefer. Um, not because we shouldn't, we should. But simply because I'm just going to highlight some of the things that I think that I'd like to talk about and that I think we need to hear and be v'chazak ourselves. So the Yusuf V'Sharish Vavoyda, as we know, we mentioned this at the beginning of Elul, was a one of the greatest Talmidim of the Vilna Goyim. He was the one, by the way, we're all familiar with the story of Avram ben Avram, right? Who became a Jew, he was a priest, and he converted to Yiddishkeit, and he set the church sentenced him to death. The story goes on and on, which we're not going to go into. And uh, he decided, instead of converting, he's going to remain a Yid, and he is going to die. Al-Kiddush Hashem. And he asked the Vilna Goin, which bracha do you make when you die, Al-Kiddush Hashem? And he asked the Vilna Goin, can you send someone, please, to answer Amin to my bracha? And the Yisoy V'Shoyish V'Avoida was there, and he watched the Yid, the Avram ben Avram, the Ged Tzedek. He watched him die, and answered Amin to his bracha of dying, Al-Kiddush Hashem. And in fact, it's brought down that the whole use of Kiddush Hashem, the whole idea of Ruach Ra, now we're all familiar with the idea of Ruach Ra. Ruach Ra is like, there's no will to, to actually like sort of translate Ruach Ra. But Ruach Ra means a bad spirit in the world, right? One of the things that we're familiar with is before Nagelvasa, the Gemara tells us, Shochanach Paskins, that you cannot touch your eyes or any other opening, your ears, your mouth, before washing Nagel Vasa, because there's a Ruach Ra that is on your hand from the night. Nagel Vasa takes off the Ruach Ra. Right? There are many other halachas as well. We know Ruach Ra from, for example, um, foods that have Ruach Ra, right? We're all familiar with you in the Shochanach and Yodeh Simon. Where he brings down very clearly that there are certain halachas that if you have a peeled onion, garlics, all these sorts of things, this causes a ruach ra. So it's brought down after Avram and Avram died, the ruach ra in the world went down. As the koyach of ruach ra was minimized after Avram and Avram died of Kiddush Hashem. So that's not our sugya for today. That was just a hagdama into the Yisod Vishar Shaboida. That is the safer that we're learning. And like I told you, we're not learning it Kaseda, we're going to go jump around, skip around, to just pinpoint certain things that I'd like to talk about, which I think we need a little bit of chizuk in. So today we're starting with Shar Vov, the sixth Shar, uh, Perikvishan. I would like to explain, he says something to you, which is an absolute obligation on every single one of us, and I want to explain the maila, the godless, the importance of such a thing. Let's explain the general room before we go to the details. We are discussing over here now the obligation of Limeratoya. Limeratoya being one of the most harsh things in the entire world, the most harsh thing that you can ever do. It's what keeps the world going, it's what keeps us alive, and it's what keeps everything in place, as we will learn. We will speak speak about the tremendous love, the tremendous ava for the the mile of limud Torah and the schar, and the opposite way of the bittel Torah as well. And then he's going to go into some of the details of the kavona and other things. Where is the greatness of learning, learning Torah? Rabbi, so we sit and learn every day. Where does it say that we have to learn 
How great is it to sit and learn? How great is it what we do on a daily basis? Ah, however, let's say a person hasn't got enough money that he's able to sit and learn the whole day. He needs to make up a loss. He needs to go out to work. And his younger children are relying on him. He's not able to make the Torah the main part of his world and his life and his time and his day and his schedule. And he makes his Melacha Arai temporary. Even though it's true, he has to go out and make a panasa which is the way of the world, which is how the Rebunshim created the world after the hate of Adam Arishan. We have to make a parnasa, we have to go out and make money. But that doesn't mean that we don't have the chiv of Limer HaTorah. This is a Ramam also, the beginning of Hechus Tabo Torah. Kol Ish, Yisrael, every Yid, Chayi B'Tamo Torah. Bein Oni, Bein Asher, whether he's rich, whether he's poor. Bein Shalom B'Gufay, Bein Bal Yisurim. Whether he's healthy and complete, or Rechman and Islam, he's not healthy. Bein Bochor, Bein Zakun Gadol. He could be a young person, he could be an elderly person. Afilu Oli HaMachsa Absochim. Even if he's such a poor person that he has to go knocking on people's doors to make poshets of money to buy some bread for breakfast. He's got nothing to eat. He's so poor. I feel about Isha Bonim. Even if, for example, he has a wife and he has 74 children. It doesn't make a difference. This is almost a scary thing. The very first thing that you're going to be judged for when you leave this world after 120 years of hopefully accomplishing and fulfilling your tachlis in this world, the very first question is going to be what? This question. Were you kveya itim Torah? Was Torah something that's chashiv to you or not? You know, that doesn't mean you spend more time on learning Torah than anything else. But it was, was Torah chashiv to you? Was it something that you looked up as, this is the part of my day, right? My, my grandfather... With David Last, the yeshiva is named after. So he was a yid, he was working, and he spent a lot of his day in work. He had to make a parnasa. But learning by him was the 100%. Anyone that knew him was testifying about this, was the most of thing in his name. In other words, he'd come back from work, and the very first thing he did was sit down with his gemara, and his wife, my, my grandma, my grandmother would serve him supper by, in the middle of learning. He wouldn't sit down with her at the table. He would sit and learn there. That's what it was. For him, learning was the most harsh. When he met someone, he's like, okay, what are you learning? Which, 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 which Gemara are you learning? Whatever it was. Yeah, he worked during the day. But Torah by him was the most harsh. And anyone would tell you, when they met him, that Torah by him is harsh. That's what we need to understand. Yes, we may have to go out and work and make a pranasa. That's wonderful and that's beautiful and we do it the right way. That's Kavaldic. However, we have to be koveya itim the Torah. Torah has to be choshev that we do it every single day. It's not like, okay, today I don't think I have time. No, no, no. You don't have time for things that are not choshev. You always have time for things that are choshev. I, I don't remember how many times. Now, occasionally it happens, right? Like you're so busy, you don't, you don't have time for lunch. It doesn't happen very often. You know, you have a quick bite. You, you know, you, you, you quickly eat nash on something, whatever it may be. I need to eat. What do you want to do? I need to eat. I need to eat. We have time to eat? No, but I have to, right? I have to eat. Same thing with learning. Torah has to be, it's our connection to the Rabbi Nishlodim. Apart from the chiv and obligation we have to learn, it's our connection with Hashem. It's our connection with Yiddishkeit. If we do not learn, we disconnect ourselves from everything we come from. 
And it's one of the first questions we're going to be asked, which means it's obviously one of the most important things. Because if it wasn't one of the first questions we're going to be asked, then obviously, you know, it wouldn't be asked. By the way, before we learn the Lashon of the Zoya, we're talking over here not learning necessarily every day, but be koveya itim letoya. Every day you be koveya itim letoya. A specific time that I'm going to be learning. After Shachos, before Shachos, after Marev, before Marev, after work, whatever it may be, we have to be koveya. And this applies by the way during this month, it applies during Benaz Manim, and it applies when you go out to work, it doesn't make a difference. Torah is what keeps us connected to Yiddishkeit. Okay? I'm going to read you a Lashon of the Zaya. So Lashon of, uh, this is Kabbalah we're learning now, with Shimon Bar Yochai. I'm going to read you the translation that he brings over here. There are specific people that are, their, their job is to be overta- overseeing the people that are learning Torah the whole time. In other words, there are some people that are not able to learn the whole day, but they're able to be kuvei itim They make a specific time, a set time every day. That's when they learn. They have a special place in Shemaim. They have a special place in the next world. And that's a very, very serious thing. We have to realize, at the end of the day, and we'll just finish over here one last paragraph. Every moment, Let's say you're not, I'll give you an example. If Desta writes in Mechtav how do we know if a person really wants to learn? How do we know if a, a person can say, what do you want from me? I work all day, I come home, I'm exhausted, I go to sleep. Let's say I have a 10 to 15 minute lunch break. Are you able to learn? What do you mean I have to eat? Really, you put on a shame. Put on a shame. Nowadays with technology, you have no excuse. There's, there's no, you know, there used to be excuses. I can't learn tomorrow. You have art school. I can't do this. You have apps. You have WhatsApp groups. You have Kinainaho. There's so many things going on. There's very, very little excuse that you could say, I can't learn right now. When you're eating your lunch, you put your headphones in, your earpieces in, let's do a shit. There's always Torah available, right? That's what you have to realize. It says with Desta, when you show that at the times that you're not working, that you're learning, you, listen to this, you ready for this? With Desta, you're getting schar when you're working as if you're learning. Imagine that. You're working a whole day and you're getting schar as if you're learning in Kodal. What's the Shortcut. It's cheating. It's not fair. The answer is, it says with Desta, if you show Hashem that at the time when you're not working, Shabbos afternoon, early in the morning, I, I remember staying in, in people's houses in America, in New York, and they were up 4.30, 5 o'clock in the morning before they went to work to sit and had a two-hour chavusa before they went to work. That shows that you're interested in learning. Yeah, the whole day I can't do it. At least for two hours I can. Shabbos afternoon, they were learning again. Unbelievable. We have to show that we're interested, but we have to make, put it into ourselves and instill that it's something that's chashit to us. And by the way, you know, when I deal, when I sometimes ask guys who are not really religious this question, the same answer seems to come up. Do you want your kids to be religious? Or do you want your kids to like have any connection to Yiddishkeit? Yeah, you know, of course I do. You know, I want my kids to love Yiddishkeit. So I understand. You don't love it and you're not doing anything about it. How do you think your kids are going to get a love for Yiddishkeit? Do you think it's just going to come naturally to them if they didn't see it by you? Is if they don't see that their father is interested to learn, to daven, to have anything to do with Yiddishkeit, why would they want to also have any shaykhahs to Yiddishkeit? And by the way, it's very subtle, but often parents give this over to kids in a very subtle way, and the kids pick it up because they've got great antennas. If learning has no interest to you, and you go, 
and you show your child, listen, I'm really tired, had a hard day in work, but you know what? Chavusa, chavusa, Torah is Torah. What are you instilling in your child? Chashidus of learning Torah. It's amazing. Whereas if you say to him, oh gosh, I've got a chavusa now, okay, uh, whatever, you know. You're showing him it's boring, it's not a shemak, I don't want to do it, but I'll do it anyway. See, on some level, I guess you're showing him something, but in a very shvach way. So Ramosha said that many of the Yidin went off the derech in, in America because they said, you know, it's schwer to be Yid. It's wrong, it's schwer. And it was like a schwer, but they said it. And the kids copped it and they said, well, if it's schwer, I don't want to do it. So we have to realize that if we want Torah to be a part of our lives and our future generations, which we do, and, and I hear this from so many people, yeah, I want my kids to love Shabbos. Yeah, but you hate Shabbos. What are you doing about it? I know, well, I want my kids to love it. Well, they're not going to if you don't. So that means Rabbi said, you guys have to work on this now. So that, at the right time when you do get married and you have children, you've worked on it at least to some level that you enjoy it and you can show them you enjoy it so that they, that's contagious and you can give that over to them. As my Rosh Hashiva of Shaimag always used to say, Torah is not the Yerusha. That means you can learn as much Torah as you want. Your kids are not going to get your knowledge, right? Now imagine you finish Shas tomorrow. They're not going to get that, right? Torah is not the Yerusha. Avasa Torah is the Yerusha. The love of Torah. That's the Yerusha. And that's something you have to work on now. Right? It's never too late. You can work on it when you're 40 or so. But it's much easier now. Right? The Mishnah Pukhiyavis tells us that in the fourth parak that a younger person is like a fresh piece of paper. A fresh piece of paper is much easier to write on than a piece of paper that was written on, uh, white out or erased, whatever it was, and you're rewriting on it. An older person is like a piece of paper that was used, written on, and like rubbed out, erased, whitened out, whatever. You can write on it, but it's much harder. And it looks messy. It's not going to much. You guys are at the stage where you're a fresh piece of paper. You can work on this dedication and connection to Torah, connection to Yiddishkeit. Okay, let's just finish off the chapter, Perik of the Epic Mission. There's a punishment for a person that's able to learn Torah and doesn't. And I said to someone this morning, I can't remember who it was. Many people, I think, underestimate themselves more than they overestimate themselves, right? You hear from sometimes like, no, no, that's too much for me, Rabbi, I can't do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. do it first, yeah? Don't, you know, I'm going to burn out, it's too much for me, calm down. Don't underestimate yourself, okay? Don't underestimate yourself, okay? Very rarely do we overestimate ourselves. You know, just go for it. Whatever you could do with the courage, with the strength that the Rabbi has given you, I say do it. But that bar is there. it's an amazing thing. You said Vishoshavud is pointing out things that are posh. We know these things. But just for the Chazorah's sake of things, the connection to Torah is something that we can work on now. It's something that we can understand, we can develop at this stage now, and it's important to try and put that into our lives to make sure that we know what's important, important in our lives, to instill it within us, to put it into our blood, into our veins, into our very selves, so it becomes part of us. It becomes second nature. Right? I tell this to people when we're starting Daf Yomi. I try to get every time we start a new Masechta, I try to get new guys to join in. This year, this, this, now by Nadorim now, I managed to get a few guys to come to, to start with me, to come, you know, another new Masechta. And I always say, oh, it's too much, I can't, it's so difficult. So it takes the beginning. The beginning is hard, right? Eventually, once you come into the schedule of, I need to do the Daf, like I can't finish my day without learning the Daf, I'm not here trying to advertise the Daf, because everyone has to do what's good for them. I'm just telling you, for certain people, it's great for, but they need that Kvias. They need that the idea that I cannot go to sleep until I've done the duff, right? And it should be the same thing with Limit Imagine a day of Benaz Manim, and you get, it's one o'clock in the morning, right? And this happened in Yeshiva, by the way, right? The guys sent me a video of it. They realized they didn't learn anything. They didn't learn anything yet. So they went down to the base medrash, in their pajamas, and they opened up the kitzah, and they learned it. 
we can't go to bed without learning. That's what it has to be. We cannot go to bed without a connection to the Rabbeinu Shalom. Davening is one connection. We're going to talk about that Be'ez Hashem at 6 o'clock when we discuss and go through the Siddha. But Torah is the greatest connection. Torah is HaKadosh Baruch Hu's script of life. It's the way the Rabbeinu Shalom created the world. Right? As Chazal tells us, he looked at the Torah and created the world. So the Torah is the blueprint of the world. So everything we learn in the Torah is the Das Hashem, it's the Dvar Hashem, it's the Word of Hashem, it's connecting with the Rabbeinu Shalom. Okay? If you want to get close to someone, you need to talk to them. One way is davening, we'll talk about that. The other way is learning Torah. We have to have a connection to Hashem through Torah. And the Torah, that's what you said for Shosh Avodah is teaching us over here.